0: Expecto Podtronecast!
1: Welcome to Mischief Managed Podcast, your recommended dose of Harry Potter nonsense straight into your ear hole.
0: Sorry, George.
1: For the discerning witch or wizard. And muggles. And squibs.
0: No discriminations here.
2: Well, no trolls. Fuck trolls!
0: On today's episode, our topic is...
2: Books versus Film. Voldemort, Dumbledore.
0: And of course, our reoccurring segments brought to you by us nerds...
2: Katie. Laura. Kate.
0: And most importantly, me, Craig, seeing as I'm the only wizard among these witches. Well, now
3: on with the show. Hey, guys. It is now time for another round of Meet the Podcasters. Uh, in this round, we're going to talk about our favorite magical creatures.
1: So we're going to go around, and it will change with each podcast what we're going to discuss. But uh, we're going to go around and, and answer the question, and then you'll learn a little bit more about us. Uh, anyways,
3: my favorite magical creature is the Thestral. Um, Ooh. I found them to be oddly beautiful in mm. their... Um, in how they sort of exist in the world, they represent the magic of Hogwarts for the people who can't see them. They don't know they're there. They don't know anything about them. They just assume that these this wonderful magical thing is happening, and they're just like, ah, just another Hogwarts moment.
2: #hashtag It's super cool. It, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like whereas things within things within things, like yeah. there's always like another layer to probe. Yeah, and that.
3: yet. Those who have had the misfortune of witnessing the death of an individual, they can see them. So it sort of harkens to a bit of a, a privilege in a way. So either they're privileged to be able to see them or the people who can't are the ones who are privileged. And uh, oh, Good point. So I thought they were a really interesting allegory. And I, I really enjoyed the the scene that they did in the movie with Luna and, and Harry uh, sort yeah, of uh, encountering yeah. them for the first time. It was really sweet.
1: Really sweet. Really, really
3: sweet. Yeah.
0: And for those of you who think that he should have been able to see them from book one, you're wrong. He was a baby when he witnessed his mom's Yeah, babies die. are dumb. Moms. Mm. Mom die. I think you have to understand what's going on to be able to see them. That's as well. a
1: good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah, I got one. Mine's a tie, but there is one that kind of just, just squeaks over above the other one. I, uh, I have a deep love of all water creatures, but this isn't actually my favorite creature. It's a tie between centaurs and mer people. but centaurs takes the lead, which is really surprising for me because I always, I always lean towards a water creature, but I just find centaurs, um, you know, it's interesting. I've thought about my magical job, like what I would do if I, if uh, after graduating from Hogwarts and it's bounced back and forth, but like I would fucking love to study and work with centaurs i think they are by far the smartest um creature and being to exist in the magical world i think you'd
3: make an excellent diplomat for the ministry of magic as well sort of in uh, centaur relations
1: (laughs) i think uh (laughs) i think think that yeah i think that they've got a lot of power and a lot of wisdom that even Mm. uh even dumbledore can learn from i think that they kind of have their own realm
2: they are highly prejudiced Highly. Like, they're pretty great. I love I love Mia Centaur, but like they don't like humans at all. Mm -hmm. They only because humans restrict
0: their movements and their true, Mm
2: -hmm. but not all of them. I know. They don't know that. They just they just they paint the whole thing with the friends forense.
1: I think, yeah, they absolutely are assholes and prejudiced for sure. There's a lot of (laughs) douchebaggy centaurs out there. But I think it um it comes from that deep fucking wisdom that i think that we don't even understand and that's what mm-hmm. makes me so excited about them
2: i guess so i guess they're just like we'll never forgive them for being like you should not have saved 11 year old harry potter yeah. he should have died in the forest you monster and then like <laughs> they got all angry at forense because he was like i'm gonna save this tiny child yeah. because i can. Can, can yeah and they got so upset and i was like can we talk about let's just be cool his
0: pronunciation of his name <laughs> Yeah. You said Firenze. I always said it, Firenze.
3: Same, Firenze.
2: His name Firenze. Frenz. Well, here's
3: the
0: thing. Uh, we're guys. in Canada. It should be for Zed.
2: Okay. Well, here here's Forenzed. the only reason why I would say Firenze is because Firenze is actually the Italian word for Florence. That's the town they oh. call it Firenze. Oh, cool. Firenze. Fact well, of the I'm week. butchering it hardcore, but it's called Firenze. Um so when oh, I, I, I hear it read now. that I hear word it. I first was like friends because I didn't know any Italian and then I went mm. there and then I was like Florence is actually Firenze and I was like is I that guess how that's they how they spell it's, it Yeah it's spelled exactly oh, the same Okay
1: Sounds like friends because he was a friend friends. to Harry he was a good <laughs> pal
2: Yeah it just sounds like a really like stylized version of friends <laughs> Friends.
3: Also just side note do you think lady centaurs wear shirts
2: Here's the thing. Nope. Ain't no fucking lady fur. centaurs. They never say anything about lady centaurs. Mm. And also, they would.
0: That's not why they're shorts. so sure mad knows. all the time. There's no goddamn <laughs> ladies. <laughs> 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 like all you
2: wizards have put the ladies in a different forest and we can Wait, what's that? <laughs> what's they're that? Like, like
3: ant wives. Pony Aww. subculture. <gasps> Aunt wives. Oh
1: god. Furry? No, not furries. The little by little pony subculture. Mm-hmm. Bronies. 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 Yeah. Centaurs are bronies. <laughs> oh god. No, I think ladies definitely exist, and I think they're gorgeous with long hair and fully like like covering the the boobs
0: like Eve, like hair down to. And yeah. I think just to be
2: shit. Yeah, just to
1: be super super nerdy, I relate them a lot to elves from Lord of the Rings. Fair Enough, yeah. How they live. One hundo. And the women mm-hmm. are Minus almost even more, living in tree houses. It w- was like uh, yeah. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost wiser and they're almost like they really look up to women and the men are always in the front ground cuz they're the warriors and that's why okay. we see a lot of the men.
2: Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. That's
1: Interesting. my theory. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Who's next? Uh, Craig. Do you have Did one? you go? No.
0: you're still thinking okay if Um, I say
2: mine right now it's gonna be super stupid after that nargles Uh, go ahead mine is Niffler's (laughs) (laughs) this is why we love Katie so much I just like the name (laughs) I just like the idea of them like I want to cuddle with them I want to like Throw them into dirt. I want to have fun with a niffler. And that's niffler. all. Like, they just seem like. Katie <laughs> just so wants a cool. good niffler. And I they can maybe get me treasure. Dirt. What could be great. better than, like, a fuzzy, loving creature who get me treasure? Like your yes, bunnies? But, like my bunnies. Well, they aren't so loving. They are fluffy. Anyway, their I'm treasure forever. is their poop.
1: Which and they will sometimes eat.
3: And they don't so much, much find it, it as just
1: provided yeah. <laughs> in excess. <laughs> That's a great one, Katie. That was a very good one. Thank you. Good. Okay. I totally forgot about them.
0: I, <laughs> I'm sad that I'm choosing an intellectual creature now, uh-huh. but uh, Sphinx.
2: Ooh. Ah. Oh, what a good yeah. one. Yeah, thank Gosh. you. Spire. He's been to
0: Egypt. Uh, okay. Love love Egypt culture, Egyptian culture. Mm. Uh, love the Sphinx story, and it worked in the maze and So good. They're pretty mm-hmm. cool. But yeah. it's it's not like something like you could pet. <laughs> right?
2: Is that the only like <laughs> qualification you need to like oh, a guarantee someone petting a sphinx? Like a
0: creature. Like, maybe.
2: You need to be uh, able to pet it.
0: Well, I'd like to. <laughs> part of it's a cat.
3: Yeah. yeah. He really likes cats.
1: I do. Like a lot. Do you think a Sphinx would like its you know that part in the a
0: butt head by scritch? the tail oh, the yeah. stretch?
1: Do you oh. think they'd want that little part scratched?
0: I... They wouldn't admit it.
3: Yeah, no, 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 no. They wouldn't admit it. They'd be super proud about it. But, like, if it happened, they'd be like, Yes. Yes,
1: I like yes. it.
2: Yes, yes,
3: yes. You <laughs> must answer
0: that indeed riddle, so. and then you can scritch me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. Craig's going to go that, pet. Yeah, Sphinx. that's very cat,
3: yeah. actually. It's like, y- you have to work, and then you can love me. Yeah. 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 Then you get the, uh, you know, the privilege of scritching.
2: I love it. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Topic today is books versus film: Voldemort and Dumbledore, because those are the characters that first jumped out at us as being so very different in the books than they are in the movies. So you know, it, we're not completely criticizing the actors, um, but anyway, gonna start off with Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I'm talking specifically about Michael Gambon's I was interpretation. Say, yeah. The Dumbledore from the third movie on is yeah, the first Dumbledore different. is amazing yeah. and
3: he's the best one. <laughs> good good
0: example of when he bursts into the room after Harry's name comes out of the goblet of fire. <laughs> and <laughs> and the direct the direct line from the book is he calmly yeah. <laughs> enters the room and approaches In Harry, sense. and then it's just like
2: yeah, he like pushes him up against a wall or something. Yeah. and It's like fuck, he's Dumbledore, like shaking calm him
3: like a doll. Down. I know it's
2: like like Dumbledore is so badass and so powerful. Like he doesn't need to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. It is like the opposite of what it, he would do, and that but it kind of showed out. his
0: fear. Yeah,
3: I don't know. It just made me think he was crazy. Yeah, in the books, it's like. Yeah, it didn't read well for me.
0: In the books, it made it seem like he knew it wouldn't have been Harry that did it. Like he was expecting Harry to say no because he drew the age line. He knew Harry couldn't get past it.
3: Yeah, I, I always felt that, like, without actually having, like, omnipotent powers, like, he knows what's going on in his school.
2: Yeah. Like and- he
3: gets it. He's just like, I'm just gonna let this happen though. Mm-hmm.
2: He's probably good uh legitimens. Mm-hmm. Like he could look into someone's eyes and be like, Okay, I can see that you didn't put your name in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't have to show that that force. Like
0: he- I think it was probably more so for people who hadn't read the books that were watching the movies, they wouldn't really understand why it was a bad thing, maybe. So they're like Oh, I see. Rip this kid a new one so everyone is on the same page that yeah. this is, you're in shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it, it might not have been the actor's choice at all. Maybe the director's yeah. like, you have to be really mad right now. And it's just one of the many problems I have with the fourth yeah. book. So, yeah. fuck. Fourth movie. Sorry. Yeah. yeah movie. The books For, are all right. the book's yeah. excellent. Yeah.
1: For me, Michael Gambon, like, when I was reading the books, there was so much more warmth to Dumbledore and Michael Gambon plays him really coldly yeah. and there was even parts that I felt in the movies it comes across like not that he hates his job but he doesn't care about being the head of Hogwarts and yeah. like about I teaching still... children and teaching young people and in the books he was like everyone's daddies everyone's mm-hmm. grandpa and he mm-hmm. loves the kids he loves his job and he's really fighting for the greater good and yeah he has stressful moments and he snaps at some parts, but like he was so much warmer in the book. And I got this cold dude that seemed really wise, but wasn't sharing any of his wisdom from the movies. And that was like shitty for I me. I think it
0: worked later, like in book five and six, mm-hmm. but. For movie the movie five up, and six? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the colder approach. Confused. Yeah. Uh, especially when he's trying to ignore Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it plays then... well, but. When he's got to be a badass. Yeah, it's
3: like Michael Gambon is Endgame Dumbledore, but all the time. But all the time, Mm -hmm. and he starts it way too soon. And I'm like, I I get you. Like I think he worked fine towards the end, but um, I loved first Dumbledore because he just had this like twinkle of mystery, and he just like he seemed old as shit. (laughs) <laughs> like, he's yeah, got really it well put but together. But, like, still, there was, like, you could tell, like, behind them mm. little spectacles, he had, like, a
1: world of power. Yeah. I just thought that mm-hmm. was, like, the
3: perfect way to start yeah. the movies. I'm just really, really sad that, you know. He passed away before you got to really get into it.
1: Yeah, and Gambon didn't play that cheekiness that Dumbledore yeah. has. That yeah. really childlike spirit goofing around in the good times. Alas, mm-hmm. yeah. earwax. And like, <laughs> had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and had he started with the warmth, then when we got to the part where he's ex- ignoring Harry, mm-hmm. it would have played colder and more yeah. harsh, and it would have played better for the movie. Mm-hmm. If, But he started cold, so it was just like, whatever. He's a jerk, and he's been a jerk since day one.
2: Yeah, the, the few times that Michael Gambon has that warmth, I found so endearing. Like there's a mm. few times mm-hmm. where I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, that, more of that. Yeah, Give me more of that. Like yeah. when he's, <laughs> when in the third movie, it's at, right at the end and Hermione and Harry are running back to the infirmary. And oh, the hospital yeah. wing, and they're like, we did it. He's like, did what? And sort <laughs> of like, waves at them, and he leaves, and he's yeah, like, oh, all that, cheeky. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good moment. It's so cute. I'm like, or, oh, more of that. That's the cheekiness. Yeah. That's the little playful. And, or King's Cross
0: love. at the end of the seventh.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't like, perfect
0: was, for me, but it was It was, it was kind was of along the same lines.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that was so interesting about Dumbledore as a character is from book one, you're told like this is the most powerful wizard in the world, and everyone sort of agrees on that. Like even Voldemort, it's like I'm not gonna mess with that bitch right Can't away. Touch this. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. But like even Harry, like he doesn't see that until the fourth book, when Dumbledore bursts in, when uh, fake Mad Eye Moody is about to kill Harry. And he said that Dumbledore is just radiating power, and it's the first time he sees him in that light. And I love that because mm-hmm. that's like a lot of people. The thing about Dumbledore is that he doesn't have to use it; he doesn't yeah. have to show it until it's necessary. Yeah, and he's a
0: very Gandalfish. It's
2: yeah, yeah. Gandalf. yeah. Although Gandalf's a little bit grumpy, like yeah. Gandalf's a grumpy so it works grumpy there, yeah. <laughs> He's just like I
1: did like Gambin in the duel at the Ministry of Magic. Well that shit was just yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. But even like the way he was But that's when he himself. needed to be badass Dumbledore.
3: Yeah. Like yeah. you don't need to be like raging through the hallways full of children. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is like a trench bowl, yeah. Michael, Michael yeah. Gammon plays it like a trench bowl, he's trench just bowl walking down. <laughs> yeah.
2: and,
1: what, get out of it, the uh, principal. Uh,
3: Miss
2: Trenchable, I think I know what you're talking about. When uh, Professor Trelawney is about to get thrown out in the fifth book, yeah. mm. and uh, Dumbledore comes and saves her, and he's all sweet, yeah. And then he like turns around, and he's like, Don't you have studying to do? and mm-hmm. he like, yells at all the kids and runs away and it's like what the hell like Dumbledore wouldn't do that yeah Yeah. the thing is I think because he had that trouble past he had a bid for power or whatever Mm -hmm. and he knows like he has to rein himself back Mm -hmm. he's not able to just be like like let himself Mm -hmm. go because there's too much power basically and if he wanted to he knows he could just like take the world and be like well this is mine now mm-hmm. and so he has to have that enormous self-control that is just so admirable i'm just going crazy about dumbledore i love him so
1: much yeah i remember reading the books and being like just go to his office and ask him mm-hmm. that's all you need to do
2: <gasps> the second book how painful was that yeah. right oh, yeah Sugar well
0: Leonard. that's probably partly uh, uh, hermione's <laughs> fault She's always telling him that anything he does will get him into trouble, so he doesn't go to Dumbledore thinking that he'd get in trouble.
2: And when you're a kid, getting in trouble is, like, the worst thing that could happen to you. You're scared of your professors (laughs) and your headmasters. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break between Dumbledore and Voldemort, and we're going to talk to you about our We Fudged Up hashtag. Now, we're not experts, we're just enthusiastic fans, and if we make a mistake, let us know. We can't catch all this shit. You gotta do some work too. This is a group effort. So tweet us with our hashtag, wefudgedup, and we'll get to it. Now back to the topic at hand. You know who's next on our list. We're all fine.
3: Voldemort!
2: Oh god, yeah. Guys, fuck. Can we just talk it's... about the
3: jazz hands in the fifth movie? Uh... That's, that's the first place I go when I think of Voldemort. Da! Yeah, when he
2: goes, And he's like possessing Harry in yeah. the fifth movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's like fab. Harry's vision of Voldemort. He's like in this black screen and he just goes, da! <laughs> <laughs> You can't see it, but I'm doing the motion as well. And
3: I'm sure there's a gif of it somewhere so that you can share.
2: But I think maybe, again, this might be a cultural thing because I heard, I don't know if this is true because it's just something I picked up on the internets, Um, but I heard that the crazy hug that that Draco and Voldemort do at the end of the seventh movie, um, in England, apparently, it was just like, shocked silence like everyone was so scared at that moment like in the audiences and stuff really and then mm-hmm. they went to north america i think they premiered it in in new york or something and everyone laughed I wonder <laughs> and I? I laughed i was so like what the hell is like happening? specifically the hug yeah the hug
0: well i think mm-hmm. we laugh when uh, we feel awkward though maybe brits don't They get scared. It
1: was shot and acted awkward. It wasn't just because of the emotion on screen. Like it was awkward acting, awkward shooting.
2: I like, it's sort of the Dumbledore thing. He has so much power and it's like he speaks so softly because Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. just like leans in to hear what he says Mm -hmm. and he has this like complete calm indifference to everybody and Mm -hmm. i think that's so cool like he's like the ultimate psychopath like he just sees people as tools Mm -hmm. and he doesn't see them as people at all so Mm -hmm. he is just so ruthless and so cruel and so scary because really It doesn't matter what you do for him. No one's safe. As Mm -hmm. Snape found out. When he was like, you're my most faithful servant, but this will help me out if you die right now. So you're dead. Mm -hmm. Like, that's terrifying to me. And I think in the movie, he has this weird way of playing it. Like, he does like the quiet thing, but... It's not scary. I guess cuz it it seems overacted to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Very it's so like it's so just like theatrical. It's so theatrical. Yeah. So much so that I'm like this wouldn't happen. This isn't scary. Like You weren't as scared of him in the
1: movie, movie as you were in I
2: the movie. I wasn't scared of him like at all in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like I was just like who's this dude? For me,
0: I don't even think he really should be on this list for me. Oh, you like it? I I like most of it. My biggest issue would be in parts that didn't happen. Um. but compared to Dumbledore and Voldemort was pretty spot on for me not compared to like someone like Hagrid or McGonagall but I I really wouldn't put him in the same category as Dumbledore yeah I'm kind
1: of the same I did feel it was very different than the Voldemort I had like in my head from reading the books but I was like oh that's different well Ralph Fiennes playing it this way and I was still there are still moments I was scared I do like how he commands Nagini in the book oh sorry in the movie I was more scared shitless of that snake for sure. Yeah, I mean there were awkward moments, but I did like Ralph Fiennes. It was a different Voldemort for me, but it didn't bother me to the extent that it bothers you, or to the <laughs> extent that Dumbledore bothered me. I think they and... might have just toned him down because it is
3: sort of meant to be a kids' movie. Like I know they mm-hmm. got darker as it went on, but maybe
1: yeah. I yeah
3: I think if they went like the full is, like, book Voldemort, yeah. I think it might have been too scary.
2: Yeah maybe, maybe. Well, that's a good point. Been, like, that's He's a scary a lot looks.
0: of the fear from Voldemort in the books, though, isn't necessarily um, Voldemort being there or talking. It's the fear, like the fear of the name, the fear of what he could do. Yeah. Like everyone talking about it, and you lose a lot of that going into the movies. Yeah. So the character's not going to be as scary, no matter what, even if he's yeah. The plays movie, it to a T.
1: The movie did not play up the. That fear of hearing his name. It's more of an annoyance. Yeah. To yeah. It was, you know, and it was like, no, oh, like There's got to be a real fear there of saying the name. And I didn't get that from anyone in the movies
0: ever. Yeah. Mm. Except maybe Hagrid.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's just because you couldn't spell it. But I will say, the children and teenage actors that played the young Tom Riddles, I loved them. Oh, yeah. So
2: oh, amazing. I See, that's what I loved them. Yeah. Like, the kids... The when kid the kids in the orphanage, were there. orphanage? Shit. like in the slughorn thinking, thinking about it
3: oh like my god was so
2: good and I was like that's Voldemort oh, that, that right there actually Voldemort. that's what yeah. it is
3: because they had that elegance that um, so elegance, exactly. I always really enjoy Ugh. in like a great villain is when they're just like they're so bad and they're just like this is you know it's, it's just me yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. just this like coolness to it and I think he can be that elegant guy and I think that's why they cast him I don't think it worked so yeah. well for him the kids outshone him or yeah. i guess the
1: one playing tom riddle with slughorn wasn't a kid but that actor outshone him i think yeah oh yeah 100 like, i like for the
0: the youngest yeah. guy yeah, yeah. When, when
1: and when double door lights the cover on fire and yeah. that act that little boy actor's face yeah. and he's like i want to do that Yeah, he was super spooky <laughs> yeah like how, that kid like, scared me
2: and that's just like the coldness and you know, it, it is that elegance, but like, yeah, Ralph Fiennes uh, took it too far. It Like, he went over the top, like, I'm going to be the most elegant. And it came off as like effeminate in a non-scary way. Like, there are effeminate villains that I'm just like, oh, like, you're so spooky and like, elegant and like, so cool. And I love it. Like, um, Javier Bardem in uh, Skyfall. Oh yeah! Insane. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. "This guy." That's a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. but Dumbledore, like, it seems just like Voldemort. so. Oh, it keeps fixing them <laughs> up. Dumbledore, <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> They're basically the same person. Mm-hmm. Aww.
2: Um, but yeah, Voldemort. It's just like it's too like. Here are my arm movements, and I'm just going to sneak across the floor, and mm-hmm. it's just okay. Like, Although it's just to be too fair, much. he is his least human at
3: that point so i know mm,
2: but yeah see i would like that more as just being like withdrawn from humanity rather than like i'm gonna put on a show i yeah. don't know
3: mm-hmm. i don't know to be fair if i had a cape like that i'd be like yeah but
2: you I'm do have a, a cape
0: <laughs> you're well, not a psycho and you do have a cape <laughs> only psychos have capes
3: he's got me there
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> all in
1: all love them to death in the books they're awesome awesome characters yeah. well done do you guys have any characters that uh <laughs> exceeded your expectations like just someone in, when you got to the movie and the actor mixed with the costume mixed with everything involved blew you out of the water like was much cooler for you than in the book filch straight up
3: filch mm. didn't give a shit about him in the book he was kind of annoying he's so he's cute still annoying but like he's so cute, uh, so so cute. Well. <gasps> going to have your wits about you it's so
2: good. <laughs>
0: it's so i was good. watching
2: that movie with caitlin uh my friend she's just reading the books for the first time and that's very exciting for me it's very mm. exciting and um that line was coming up in the first movie and i was like grabbing her hand and shaking <laughs> it i was like <laughs> <laughs> like, it's one of my favorite lines. It's so great. He's, yeah, adorable. he's
3: great. He's
2: and then great. You will ball when he's swaying with Mrs. Norris Yes. that. goofy oh, little
3: runs and everything like that. Like he's so a weird. Students
2: out of bed. Yeah. yeah.
1: When he's running after the disappearing door when they're meeting for um, Dumbledore's yeah. army and the Slytherins are behind him, it's so it's so good. Yeah. Mine's uh Bellatrix. Helena Bonham Carter as Bellatrix. She's amazing. Holy, mm-hmm. blew me out of the water. Bellatrix was a big character in the book mm-hmm. for me. She was my favorite villain. And I just thought she was so badass. And I even dressed up as her for Halloween. Like, I love that character. And Helena took it to an even higher level than I didn't even know was possible. I mm-hmm. thought she was fucking great as Bellatrix. Fucking bonkers. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. she's
2: she's got that theatricality that... I was talking about in Voldemort, but for her character it works because she's like a completely just crazy and she's just so she's like the fangirl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like for evil. For evil. Her hair. Everything about her her is crazy. She's so good. Even that like crooked wand, like it's just yeah, she's like the the Joker. She's just so unpredictable and Mm -hmm. just completely bonkers. She's uh, committed. She yeah. is all in. You know, she holds nothing back. Where I think Voldemort holds almost everything back. Like, he mm-hmm. is so reserved in, like, his own tiny little island of a mm-hmm. human. Like, he in doesn't world. He doesn't want to be touching anything. But Bellatrix is just like, Wah! and she just goes crazy. And I, I love that. Yeah, like She's, she's so... just sticking her hands in everything. <laughs> she's sticking her hands in everything. Yeah. And the, um, the
1: um, Unbreakable Vow, that whole scene with uh, Snape and...
2: I thought it was a bit much. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, really I like
1: how she just turns, like she's fucking around in Snape's living room and he's just like, put my shit down. And she <laughs> just like looks at him like... That's like a calmer scene for her. She's not at battle. She's not. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we see her. She's super crazy. But that's just a moment. She's just going with her sister to visit. Yeah. She Nape doesn't like to sit she's still. still yeah, think, so She's still like bouncy and goofy and fucking around with shit. Messing, messing shit up.
2: So, yeah, that's uh, I guess we've said all we need to say.
1: We'll do another character round. Some other podcast down the road.
2: Oh, yeah. This will be an ongoing segment <clears throat> because we have. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. Hey. Yeah, and I have a lot of... A lot of feelings. A lot of feelings about <laughs> yeah. it. Now we're going to do a segment called Mispronunciations. And these are words we just could not wrap our heads around when we were reading them. We didn't know how to say them. When we found out later... It confused and frightened us. <laughs> <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> I think I'm gonna start with uh, one of uh, probably the most famous one, and that's Hermione. Cause what the fuck is that name? Um, sorry, any Hermiones out there? <laughs> I know, but what, is it the like many. a common does it, name? Yeah, does in, it exist in England? I don't know. I've um, never heard of yeah, it Yeah, I've seen it in
0: like credits and. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Huh. It's a thing. It's a thing. So, who how did knew? you guys say it when you first read it? Honestly, like you know how sometimes you do that thing when you're reading, where like you sort of start a word and then you just go. Bleh. Yeah. And you just skip I, yeah. over. I You just it. know. That's basically yeah. what I that was. That I was just like, yeah. and Hermia said. Yeah, I did it too. And <laughs> so I was reading. just like, nah. Yeah. Hermia's not me. And then she went to the. Yeah.
1: Um
3: and so guys my an mom- interesting take on the book the the
2: audiobooks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We have a garbled view of it
2: Yeah, yeah. my mom sa- uh, said that she pronounced it as Hermione or something And I was like, <laughs> that can't be right, it sounds so <laughs> ugly And uh, it did, I guess it's Greek, is it Greek? I don't know It's a Greek sounding sort of name, like to have that me yeah. on the end But anyway, didn't know until the fourth book And then I was like well, thanks a lot. I feel like she just put it there because people kept being like, yeah, I what think, the hell? I think she had a
3: lot of questions. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's mine. Yeah, I used to garble it up
1: when reading. And then at one point it switched into Hermione. I was like, Hermione. Because I was I was sick of just garbling it in my head, you know, reading along. And then be like, and then her said that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to name her. <laughs> I'm just going to phonetically sound it out. Hermione, done. Yeah. And so I still sometimes to this day, when I read the books, it still pops in my head as Hermione,
0: even though I know it's not. I think I probably said Hermione just because. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that makes
2: sense. Oh, Harmony. I yeah.
0: read a word and sometimes I'll switch letters. I, yeah. I think I'm a little dyslexic. And then even though I know it's wrong, I, I won't change it back. Uh, similar. Uh, I always said it quitch it instead of <laughs> quidditch. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's so And my cute. mom got mad at me.
0: <laughs> and she's like, it's Quidditch. And I'm like, I don't care. Quidditch sounds better. You're He's, not in my His head, mom, mom is a teacher, uh, or so. Yeah. No, that's why I probably learned oh God, Hermione earlier. So uh, she, I probably asked because it was so weird, and she probably told me. But I
3: think I missed the boat on the mispronunciation of Hermione because I for you. probably, yeah, I think I saw the movies before reading most of the books, I think I saw mm. one and two, anyways. Um, oh, okay, and then I I also read the books a little later in life than the rest of my pals here, but um, I do remember thinking Hermione or Hermoine?
0: yeah, for a little mm-hmm. bit,
3: because you know, when, even though you know the word does look a little different, than, yeah, than mm-hmm. how it sounds. So I think I think I was trying for Hermione for a while. Which is
2: kind of gross. Stop trying to make yeah, Hermione like happen, <laughs> That's like what, what my my mom uh, yeah. called it as. Anyway, yeah. So Hermione. We all Hermoine. had a little bit of Hermione, Hermione, Hermione.
0: Uh, we all <laughs> had like a little w-
2: trouble. But now we got it. Thanks, JK, for
0: writing could, that could part spell in the fourth it? book. Could you spell it right We're now? We're all a little crumb.
2: H-E-R-M-I-O-N-E. Yeah, that's correct. Wrong. You didn't say Hermione at the end. I'm gonna assume. Hermione. Spelling bee rules. (laughs) Nerd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's time for underappreciated characters. Our segment where we list someone who we think obviously has some love, but needs a lot more, or that we've forgotten about as the books go on. We just want to give her a big old hug too. We just want to give a big old hug too. Um, This podcast one that I've pulled up because I think she's sassy and lovely. And her own strong, confident person is Madame Poppy Pomfrey.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I—I I mean, I—I—I I said Madame Pomfrey.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't do like
0: Madame p- Maxim.
2: But that would be Madame because she's French.
0: Ugh, I'm not, old, <laughs> so I say Madame.
2: <laughs> Madame. Okay. I dumb it down.
1: Anyway, I just say Madame so- always. I don't know.
2: She's excellent. She's just such a a strong Star Wars character. Like, yeah. you see her like flustered, but like she's a pretty like hands on. She's got her shit covered. Like, good in a crisis type of lady, which is what you want a nurse really, yeah. especially yeah. in a magical school where you have you know, to regrow bones. People mm. take Polyjuice potion with cat hairs in it, and they have <laughs> to regrow bones because of <laughs> shitty teachers. It's just so sassy. I love it.
0: I feel like. It's one of the few characters that get more fleshed out in the movies than the books. Yeah.
3: Really? Because I was so listening to the, that. The, the and actress I, did have some excellent.
2: Sex. Yeah. That is a good actress. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Which you
0: really don't get, obviously, visually, unless you're imagining it from the book, from the description. Anyway, she's just kind of there. She's just.
2: Yeah, I don't think yeah. she's really a little snippy.
0: Yeah.
1: She's got a dialogue though. Mm-hmm. For me, she's who they casted is one of those perfect pairings. I think I really got a good image of her in the books and I really had like this strong character in my mind even though JK doesn't really go into much depth of uh, description of her but I think it was like I was like yes, that's who I saw in my head. That's perfect when I watch the movies. Do you guys
3: think that she's also um, a very proficient potion master?
1: Oh, oh yes. yes, yeah, absolutely, Laura. Totally. To some degree, at least, yeah. yeah.
2: She like like I yeah. feel like
3: obviously you'd have to be pretty good at potions to get, even get into the like medical care field mm-hmm. in the magical world, mm-hmm. but you needed- being that she's at a place like Hogwarts, she could order all of these potions, obviously.
2: Yeah, but mm-hmm.
3: I still feel like she's like you know what I'm just going to try this out.
2: Uh, yeah, I bet yeah. she, I bet she does it by herself. Yeah, she seems like super competent. Yeah. I feel like
0: she bought the Skeletro, but she could make anything.
2: It was a real big jar. Yeah. (laughs) She's got to buy it because you
1: never know how often it happens with students. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: I mean, like, Snape required uh, outstanding to progress into new level potions. So I assume that's kind of like how things were done maybe before him, other than Slughorn, obviously, who just needed Mm -hmm. exceeds expectations, I think. Yeah. Because that's all Harry had.
2: Um,. What is her title, though? She's Mat- It says here matron, matron. Yeah. at Hogwarts yeah. School. Yeah, but like, is that the same as a healer, like in St. Mungo's? Do you think, or is hmm. it different? I
0: think so. Well, yeah. Well,
2: think of the
3: school nurse. Do they actually do any of the same things that a nurse does at a hospital? Mm, yeah. However, they do possibly have a, more in different ways. S- Yeah, at a magical school, sure. But at a regular school, it's like, here, I'm going to administer you this Advil.
0: Mm -hmm. But I mean, she's the the only nurse there. She's the only healer.
1: This is a one-woman show. And when they start going down come book six, she's working overtime. Yeah, Yeah,
0: or uh, even in book two when everyone's getting petrified. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she's great. We love her. Shout out to Poppy out there.
0: What house would she be in?
1: Ravenclaw.
2: Oh, I was gonna say Hufflepuff. I don't know. I think we
1: should look that one up. It says. Uh, it. It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't say. It? No, well, I don't I'm know JK. Yeah, because I, I was drawing a blank anyways. But yeah. Um,
3: hmm. I'd like to see her as a Ravenclaw. I think.
2: Welcome to characters from other shows that are Slytherins. Oh, sneaky! Um, so it's a it's a self explanatory segment. It is character from books, TV show, movies, or whatever. And I find them, I find them Slytherins, and I bring them to light because I want a more complete view of the Slytherin house. They need a little bit more representation.
1: Would you say that you see them Slytherin around, and then you catch them, and then you present them?
2: It's like Whacking Day. Yep. <clears throat>
3: You can also sort of call it the uh, Slytherin Sympathizers.
2: Slytherin Sympathizers. Oh. Well, that's a bit controversial. Uh, my, <laughs> <laughs> my first one My first one was uh, a lovable guy. Um, this guy is less lovable. Oh, okay. God. But uh, very well known. He is C. Montgomery Burns. Oh. Um... And uh, we'll listen to some clips right now.
3: If you can take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American <laughs> to do it. Why should the race always be to the swift, or the jumble to the quick-witted? Should they be allowed to win merely because of the gifts God gave them? Well, I say, cheating is a gift man gives himself.
0: Mr. Burns, (laughs) I insist that we cheat. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Says the Hufflepuff. But we were a
3: team, sir. Oh, I'm afraid I've had one of my trademark changes of heart. You see, teamwork will only take you so far. Then the truly evolved person makes that extra grab for personal glory. Now. I must discard my teammates, much like the boxer must shed rule after rule of sweaty, useless, disgusting flab before he can win the title. I'll
0: keep it short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. When opportunity knocks, you don't want to be driving to the maternity hospital or sitting in some phony baloney church or synagogue.
2: (laughs) Well, that's it. Um, Yeah, I... I think he's a Slytherin 100% he's agree I agree yeah. Oh yeah He's not the most lovable guy But
3: um, I love him He's honestly one of my favorite characters On The Simpsons He's
2: very entertaining Yeah um, Yeah I don't, I don't have. I think it's just sort of self-explanatory Speaks it for itself a Slytherin. He even and looks I, like a
1: snake
0: And so. he was Lord Montymort In The Simpsons take of Harry Potter
2: He was mm-hmm. Yeah So That's pretty damning evidence mm-hmm. Right there
1: <laughs> Now it's time for Mary Fuck Kill, one of my favorite segments on our lovely podcast. Um, All right. For today's episode, we're going to do, get ready, Lupin, Sirius, James.
3: Well, we're only going to do one of them, technically. Oh, I want to do all three.
0: (laughs) You do the one you're married to as well. Yeah, Yeah. for like life. That's that's life life sex.
2: Mm. (laughs) That's some forever sex. If I know married
3: couples <laughs> Oh and, and the kill could be Death by schnoo, Just to You know cross
0: <laughs> Nice
2: All right uh, Now that we've got that Out of the way All right Serious Lupin and, and James I, I'm gonna up. go first I'm gonna Maybe. I'm gonna do it um.
0: <laughs> You're gonna do one I, At least
2: I really like this one already <laughs> uh, <I laughs> Anytime Giggles <laughs> i want to kill james potter <laughs> is it because we know him least uh yeah it's because we know him least i think it's also because like i'm i've always known him as a dead guy <laughs> 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 i know that sounds weird but like also what we do know of him like the this brief bit that we actually saw of him is he was kind of a douchebag so I think I would kill James Potter. I'm sorry, Harry. <laughs> I'm sorry to make you an orphan.
0: He's used to it. Um,
2: mm, I would... See, Lupin, I think, would be a good husband, but I love Sirius, so I'm going to say I'm going to marry Sirius, and I'm going to fuck Lupin. He's an animal in the sack.
3: Oh, damn it. I have the same answers as you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's like I, a... I will elaborate, though. <laughs> um, so I would kill James Potter... And I'm going to go purely on how much I hate the contrived half smile in the flashbacks in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure you're nice. But, like, that was.
0: Uh, yeah. That no. Was Spot on. Deal though. breaker.
3: Um, yeah. I think I would marry Sirius, partly for the, the old money. And also because yeah. he's just like, he's such a good dog. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd buff the fuck out of Lupin. Wow, no, that wasn't good. Can we use the one from the other podcast? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you'll wow. just have I've a, lost it. You'll have a a standard oh. per we insert. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, okay.
3: um next
0: uh speaking about inserting, uh, i would <laughs> I would fuck serious mm. and I would kill Lupin. <gasps> He's a werewolf. You just guys. broke a lot of hearts. He he's a werewolf. I'm wow. really I would emotional. You'd marry James. You James? Well, there's only one left. Yes. I've selected the other two for fucking and kill. We need to talk. Uh James, because I would be an excellent mother for Harry. <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead or alive. I would Frank's coddle great, that mom. boy and he would learn so much from me. <laughs> uh yeah. Sorry, Lupin. I love that answer
1: so much. <laughs>
0: He's a good teacher. He just really wants but... to
1: coddle Harry. He does. Yeah. That's um, it. I would do all three in a threesome and then make them move down south and we could live in a polygamy type of relationship so I could have them forever. Okay, bye.
0: That's not Mary Follow Bob the motherfucking
1: <laughs> rules, Kate. <laughs> to the rules. <laughs> and they're all so good looking and they're all so amazing. Okay. Um... It kind of sucks because they all die, too. So your point about James <laughs> Potter already being dead, fair. I'm going to kill James Potter. I know oh. least about him. And I'm just so goddamn attracted to the other two that, sorry. Sorry, James. Also, he's, in my heart, he's the most asshole out of the three of them when they were in Hogwarts. So I'm like, all right, you're dead. Um, I would, Laura had a really good point in the money, but Lupin, I just think, would be such a good husband and dad so i'm gonna do serious for one hell of an awesome night and then Mary lupin
2: all right i can respect that that's all for today thanks again for listening to mischief managed podcast so tell us what your favorite creature is and tell us what you think about the representation of Voldemort and dumbledore in the movies tell us if you liked it if you didn't like it tell us everything you can find us on facebook on Twitter at Mischief Podcast, and on Instagram at Mischief Manage Podcast. And if you think you know better than us, hashtag we fudged up, if we fudged up, you can call us out on it. Do it. I dare you. Mischief Manage was co-created by the beautiful Aaron Reynolds and original music by the beautiful Devin Highland. Thanks, guys. And as always, Mischief.
0: Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> and now, That's how we end. <laughs>